Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko. This is episode 19 of A Bird's Eye View, and this week we're looking at Altered States. We're coming into the the kind of the, the home run of the series now. We're, we're getting into some really good episodes. Um, as we said last time, um, we've got some, some good guest actors, uh, and and this time we're gonna we're gonna meet um a Xena regular mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in the first of three roles. Yeah. So let's 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 have. Oh hey, I haven't said hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> little little behind the scenes note here for listeners. We we've been chatting for half an hour. We have said hello. It's okay. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say we've been chatting for half an hour. We're a bit sick of each other already. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit short episode. <laughs> I was not blah, quite blah, saying blah, that. We say fight, that. Fight, 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 rhubarb. We say that the every end. week. This will be a short episode. This it reminds me of my boss saying this will be a short meeting this evening. It always goes on till five o'clock. Who says that? Every time. Well, we're 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 recording at ten in the morning, so hopefully it won't go on till five o'clock. I mean, let's keep our <laughs> fingers crossed. So this is this is one of those episodes where we um we borrow from a religion of the week mm. and we and we borrow a kind of a um a story that that we'll come to recognize as as we get as we get towards the end um the, yeah. those of us who uh, who have some blah, 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 blah. we can cut that What's bit that? no we're not cutting it I'm leaving it in. Like the Great British Bake Off, where Mel and Sue apparently used to, to swear and do product yes. placement when contestants were crying, so they couldn't use it. Only we swear all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so that won't work. Yeah, Channel Four that bastards don't do that. They 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 want to see them cry. No, they make Remember them the, cry. The first year that it was on Channel Four, and they had mm. that girl who had done so well all through the series, and then in the final she collapsed like a yeah that was like horrible a souffle in a cupboard. Um, oh. and <laughs> nice baking simile there. Um, it, was, it was good. I, I didn't didn't think you needed. to I think you've weakened it by drawing attention to it. <laughs> well, uh, as my as my colleagues who have been marking students' work lately would say, you have to identify the technique. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they they went in for the kill, didn't they? They, they, they kind did, of prodded they the bruise. Really they really did, and it was horrible. It was like yeah, one it of was the, painful to watch. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's never been right since Mary Berry left, no. or since they left Mary Berry. Mary Berry stayed where she was. The Bake Off left Mary Berry, not the other way around. And oh. and likewise, Mel and Sue. We've gone off on quite the tangent here. We I was kind of talking about the fact that um, this episode. Uh, borrow some um, Old Testament stories. Yes, we an, an Old Testament story. We've we've got um, Zena, not for the first time, snabbing some Judeo-Christian mythology. Um, exactly, exactly yeah. that. Although, so presumably this branch of clearly, uh, you know, Old Testamenty people are mm. not the same as. As the branch the guys of Old Testament people that had the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant, right? You've got a theology degree, as you've reminded me lately. Um, yeah. Which came first, Moses or Abraham? Um, I don't know because I exclusively <laughs> did New Testament theology. Ah, oh, well, that's fucking useless, isn't it? I've got a feeling it was so what, Abraham. What's, what's the question? What what came first? The, the <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Abraham. 
Um, so I think that what, this... What was, what was the other other option? I've forgotten already. Moses. Moses. Abraham, Moses. <laughs> I don't know. Let me let me just read the Bible and I'll get back to yeah, you. Or I could just Google it. That's another kind. What came first? <laughs> Moses or Abraham? <laughs> <laughs> the, the autocorrect is what came first, Moses or Jesus? Jesus Christ. Oh, um, no, Abraham. wrong. <laughs> Abraham came first. So yes, of course, I should have realised this. Abraham's from Genesis and Moses is from Exodus. Duh. So I knew Moses was Exodus, but I couldn't remember about Abraham. Yeah. Any, so this is this is basically the story of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah, and they very um, very cunningly changed the name to Icus. So and different. Antius and yeah. Antius and the older brother Mael slash Ishmael. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, hadn't I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> good good call, good yeah. call. Anyway, we're we're jumping ahead a little bit because we we don't. <coughs> Excuse me, we don't quite get into this for a little bit. What we see first of all is young Icus um, and his mother, who just has the most astonishing hair. Can we talk about her hair? It's curly. <laughs> it's big. Big hair. It's, it's big. Got, it's kind of like she's like from a nineteen seventies hairband. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I was. I was gonna go kind of. Bangles, Wilson Phillips, that kind of big, mm-hmm. big bouffant. Hold on, yeah, one yeah. That's what she says to uh, Antius. Don't kill, don't kill our son. <laughs> yeah, don't k- yeah. Um, so Icus is is troubled and going, I don't, uh, what's going on? I don't get it. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and his mother, who is uh, sort of having this astonishing hair day, um, <laughs> kind of bundles bundles him away and says, "Just run, just run. Take this, take this food and run." Take the bundle and run. So that that's our first scene, and then yeah. we jump to cut to some cut <laughs> to. Sorry, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I think you're fine. I think you're fine. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just laughing at the scene that comes up. You know, cut to okay. Um, Zena and Gabrielle some bushes strewn suggestively over some bushes. Yeah, and the Zena armor, and the leathers, swimming naked and giggling in a lake. Well, we we assume they're swimming naked because we can see all their clothes hanging up, and and we get we can hear them before we see them, and there, there's lots of kind of, mm, yeah, just like that. No, left a bit. Try, mm, that's yeah. that's just right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so come on, come on, Gabrielle. You know, you know, you've wanted to do this for ages. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we talked twenty episodes ago, nineteen episodes ago. <laughs> that I have yeah. a moment in my head, an episode where I think mm. they started to play into the subtext deliberately. Uh, this is yeah. it. This is it. This is 1, the one. Thousand percent agree. <laughs> 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 yeah. So like, yeah, this is very deliberate, right? <coughs> this innuendo of what they're doing. But it turns out she's teaching her to fish by hand, you with yes. her hands. So Gabrielle yeah. goes under the water, and you do see quite a lot of her boob, but quite from a distance, you know. I yeah. don't think there's any female presenting nipples on show. No, um, no, not on camera. No. Um, and then at, when she goes under the water, whatever she's doing under there makes Zena break out in this smirk. extremely suggestive <laughs> smirk. You know yes. what? And then she reappears with a fish, you know, and like you know that joke about lesbians in fish. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's no accident, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not subtle. It's not subtle, is it? 
Um, there, there was a, a great, and I, th- I think this is true of lots of lesbian fiction, but there's a lot of fan fiction opened with that kind of dialogue with um, left a bit that feels so good. Mm, you're really getting it now. And it turns and, out and they're doing something. It's someone giving a massage. Yeah. Someone giving a massage or I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, there's, a, there's a, a strong tradition of this kind of very teasing. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very blatant. That's completely blatant. Although there's people, there are people who don't see it. I suppose there still are people who don't see it. But that that is there are people who blatant. refuse to see it. That's true. Yeah. Um, and and it you know there's more as the episode progresses. <laughs> there there's is a bit more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Sa- um, sadly, sadly, this idyllic scene is interrupted yeah. as as young Isaac I runs kiss. runs I kiss. I I kiss. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Pound shop, same, Isaac. Same diff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, runs p- pursued by... Um, Enter, pursued by a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With bad hair. Apart from Carl Urban, who is the leader of the dicks, who's got good hair. He has good hair. Anyway, yeah. so uh, Icus, Icus is, is running and he, he hides. We don't know where he's hidden. Behind a bush. Um, but he's... He, he comes pursued by um, a guy who um, I think looks like Marlon from Emmerdale. Mm. Is that who I mean? Well, I've watched Emmerdale much more recently than you, and like, I mean, he looks a bit gormless, if that's what you mean. That I think that's what I mean. But Marlon's not got hair like that. Marlon's hair is short. Well, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, I, I never caught this guy's name, so I've called him Marlon throughout. Okay, um, gormless dickhead. So Mar- Marlon is kind of scanning the scene. He can't see. He can't see where um, Isaac's gone to. And then he spots a bundle that that Isaac's Ike. Oh God, what's his <laughs> name? Icus. Icus. Just call him <laughs> Isaac. It, it doesn't I- matter. That's who he is. Okay, like, Isaac. Just call him whatever. <laughs> the, the, Isaac's dropped the bundle that his mother gave him, and uh, Marlon sees like. this this bundle and goes, oh, "Aha! Frozen. He's here." Oh no, no, you've not frozen. You've unfrozen. Sorry. Carry on. This makes for great listening. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually Marlon sees some bubbles on the surface of the water and, and Isaac rises to the surface out of breath. So he he he, uh, he grabs the boy. What a boy is, honestly. What a stupid place to hide. Yeah, I'll, I can hide here indefinitely. You know... <laughs> I'll I'll hide I'll hide here in underwater next to these reeds, which famously you can use to breathe through. But I won't bother not, doing but that. But we'll do that. Yeah. Anyway, so... Marlon has got the boy, and at this moment we have one of those scenes that oh. it's it's our iconic moment of the week. Oh yeah. Zena emerges from the lake in slow motion, water cascading down her shapely collarbones. She's naked and purring for some reason. And um, it's it's quite it's quite the scene. <laughs> it's it's so that all of the lesbians watching will be like the wolf from those ancient cartoons, you know. Not surprisingly, Marlon and Isaac their jaws drop with a thud. Yeah. And Zena says, Didn't your mother ever tell you it was rude to stare? And then and punches the camera. Meets the camera lens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that bit is very good and then she she yeah. grabs she very quickly grabs her leather dress her tight leather dress and within three seconds it's on 
in the next have club. You ever, no. Have you ever tried to put a leather frock on when you've just come out of the pool? Well, I mean, I was going to say, have you it's ever tried to put... It's not the work put, of a moment. Have you ever tried to put a bra on coming out of a swimming pool? Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was watching this and I was like, where's the fucking talcum powder? Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so she has she has time to whip on her leathers and to pick up her assault fish before the next <laughs> with their comedy fight music. So she's basically got a couple of fish on a string yeah. that she uses to take out about ten men. She slaps them with a wet fish. Literally. I mean Exactly. It's, it's class it's full Zina, it's full Mon- Monty Python. Oh, Zena just fucking she loves fighting with unusual implements, you know. It's gotta be a challenge for her. Yeah. You know? She's gotta make a challenge, <laughs> but you know the, the fight is ended when our leader, the leader of the the bunch of dickheads arrives. Carl Urban and says Enough Yeah. Enough Right. Yeah. So the good thing about watching It's a it's a very young baby face, oh, Carl Urban. Yes. The good thing about watching Zena, um is uh, occasionally, just occasionally, well, not, well, one of the good things about watching Cena is just occasionally <laughs> we will encounter an extremely famous Hollywood actor in the early stages of their career before yeah. he got his big break in Lord of the Rings and then went yeah. on to be in various other fucking movies, Star Trek, what else has he been in? Lots of yeah. things. Um, Stuff, things. So we've got a little baby faced 24 year old Carl Urban here. In one of his early roles. But he's really good. He's really good. You can tell that he's going to go to Hollywood yeah. because he's done the voice training to have an American accent. Right? Yes. <laughs> he's got the accent. He's yeah. he's as convincing as anyone can be in this kind of role, in this kind of show, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think he's one of the best villains we've had. Because yeah. um, he's uh, that interesting kind of villain that um, hides in plain sight, you know, and doesn't have the yeah. bad teeth to let you know that they're a yes. villain, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's cool, and he's a good actor, and he does yeah. smirking really well. Um, <gasps> yeah. And he's got it's good new. hair. He's got quite good hair. He's He's got everything. He's got it he's all. Got Kid's going to go places. He's one of the few people in this... One of the few like um, guest actors in this episode who mm. looks good with the stupid headband. Yeah, they they all had they all wear these kind of circlet things, and I yes. I keep looking at them thinking they would give you such a headache. They would, yeah, but they have to wear that because their god demands it. I guess no, I don't and, know. and you'd, get, so all, you you'd get all sweaty. You'd get all sweaty under them. They would chafe. You'd have red sore skin around your forehead. You would, but 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 Carl Urban carries it off. He wears it well. He does. Yeah. He does. So, so the, the comedy gonna... fighting comes to an end and, and I, Isaac is, don't let them take me! And she's like, no bother. No bother, pal. <laughs> no bother, hen. <laughs> no, no one's taking don't you say, anywhere. You don't say hen to a boy. No, I realise that. Did you, did you say cock, I suppose? Is, no. that, is that the vernacular? No, we're not in Yorkshire. <laughs> or Lancashire. Which one is it where they say cock? Uh, it's probably both, isn't it? No, I don't think so. I think they say definitely in. in Lancashire. If you're from a place that that says cock in that context, write mm. in. Let us know. <laughs> anyway, so for for some reason, um, Carl Urban uh, is is kind of well. Okay, you you get it this time, but you know what what will be will be, and this is this isn't. It's not the end of the matter. Yes, um, there are. 
Sarah. Yeah, it's not the end of the matter. Call back to our previous cod- podcast. Codcast. It's not the end of the matter. Codcast. That's like... <laughs> That's like Zena with the fish. <laughs> I know. Cod past. Oh, oh this is going well. It is. It's going amazingly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> little baby Isaac reveals that um, that's it, you know that was his brother, and yeah. they are trying to grab him because um, his dad wants to fucking kill him for some reason. Well, dun, they want dun, to dun. sacrifice. He says they want to sacrifice me, and Gabrielle. With all the the tact and diplomacy of her people, says Sac- sacrifice like on an altar with a knife. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hence that's why the episode out. is called Altered States. <laughs> uh, and it turns out it's not a typo. It is altered with an A. Yeah, because it's going to be on an altar. It's going to be on an altar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the um. The closing of that scene is, well, who who wants to kill you? And he reveals it's his father. The bad man. So, yeah. Or is he? Or is he a bad man? I, I sort of think Let's he find is. Out. I sort of think he man. is. You know, I think the episode is very sympathetic to him, but, you know, I don't think you yeah. should, I don't think you should murder your children, even if a voice in the sky tells you to. I think you should, I think you should okay. resist that sort of thing. Well, I, I I agree. I was going to say, I broadly agree. No, I do. I, <laughs> broadly. I categorically broadly. agree. You know, there's occasional... With, with occasional, you know, it depends. Maybe the kid's a little bit of an arsehole. You know, in which case, it'd be a good excuse to get he rid seem, of him. He, seem, he seems all right. He's a, he's a good it, lad. Does he? Does anyway. he? I'll come back to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll return to this. Or will um, we? Yeah. Um, so, Xena yes, finds them a cave to stay in. And this is once again another one of the caves that had been used by her army at some nebulous time in the past. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. There's always a cave or a weapons cache or a, you yeah. know, this goes on for quite a long time into the series. Like, as I does. can think of a season three episode even where she's, you know, meeting, trying to find a weapons cache that had been left by her army back in the olden times. It's um, it's a it's a useful device, I think. Isn't it is. It? I've it's seen like, it in so many fanfics as well. You know, this yeah. is a cave that was used by our uh, by my army. I can, uh, we can rest here while I recover from my wound, and you look after me, and we yes, grow tend, closer. Tend to me with tend, tend to my me. wounds with yes. moss for some reason. Yes, always moss. I read a lot <laughs> of hurt comfort. Zena yeah. Gabriel fanfics. I don't know if that's obvious. <laughs> I don't know if that's obvious from this, but this is a good cave. It's not the same cave set as all the other cave sets that they've, we've had. No, this this is a this is a special spiky cave. Yeah. The cave of pointy bits. This the cave of stalagmites and stalactites. Um, yeah. So they're they're good, man, and they have a purpose. They're not just there. They're not just there for scenery. They have a reason <laughs> but we'll, to be there. We'll get great. we'll get to we'll get to that that purpose in a minute. In the meantime. <laughs> Um, Zena leaves Isaac in the cave. Ica's whatever his name is with Gabrielle. You yep. you stay there. Look after look after the boy. And she's she's going to go and see Isaac's daddy. Mm. Now, when she goes to meet daddy, daddy's gone for the smoky eye effect, and it, he's done it really effectively. Except he's put all the dark eyeshadow under his eye oh, rather than over. What a fool! Um, I know. What I know. So he's he's clearly he's clearly troubled. He's not sleeping. So you know, it's not it's not all fun and games when you. Oh, when you're it's going not all fun sacri- and games sacrifice. in the 
in the sacrifice your own child game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're in we're in his house, and we we will find out in a minute. His name's Antius, so Daddy's name is Antius or Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Um, and clearly, <laughs> it's it's a house of plenty. Um, and uh, Isaac has said, you know, things are going really well. The the harvest has doubled, and we can see it's we can see it's um, times are good. Yeah, they've it, got it lots of little bottles. It looks like a kind of like an old master's still life, like a, a Dutch still life. We've got <laughs> carcasses hanging from a beam, you know, animal carcasses, I hasten to add. We've got bowls of fruit, vegetables, no avocados this week. Um, we've got flowers, we've got the dryers, candles. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, thing, things, are, things are good. I didn't um, pay any attention to the mise en scene, to be honest. I was just like, uh, yeah, okay. okay, we're in a house of the week. But yeah, you're right. It was no, very bounteous, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah bountiful. That's um, the word. Is, is the word <coughs> is the thing I said a word? It is a word. Okay. Not sure no, it's I don't the know right if it's word. in the right context. But I don't I know. Let's let's um, consult an English teacher. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> let's get Goblin back on. Um, Antius, Antius and Male are arguing. Um, I literally can't remember what they're arguing about now. They're arguing about... Um, basically, right, uh, Mael is a little shit, and he's like, um, this Cena, this warrior woman has taken my brother, we have to fight her to get him back, and the dad's like, no, we don't do fighting, and he says, but times have changed, father, we need new ways of doing things, and the dad's like, but not fighting is a new way of doing things, which is true. Like, <laughs> but no, what what Mael wants is to do the old way of doing things, which is to uh, take what he wants by force and to mm. you know uh, be a douchebag, be a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not a good guy. This our our boy Mael. He carries a sword. They're supposed to be like peaceful and pacifist, but he carries a sword around with him, which he draws on Zena the moment she arrives. Which is fucking stupid, Carl Urban. You're not going to win. Okay. <laughs> you ain't gonna win. Saying, he thinks he will. You know, he's got the confidence of a mediocre white man. What can I say? He has. So, uh, so Zena turns up in the in the house of plenty. Um, now, bearing in mind all we know about Antius so far is that he's planning to kill his son. Mm-hmm. He's also got a lot of up, headaches, he, and he gets a lot of headaches. Uh, <laughs> his his first thought is for the boy. He says you you have I you have Icus. How is he? So he's mm-hmm. showing concern rather than. Give me the boy, I need to kill him. Oh, he's, yeah, he's genuinely yeah. concerned. You can for the see boy. there might be more to this story of him wanting to murder his own child. Well, that that's exactly the point Zena raises. And, <laughs> and he says, he says, alas, God has commanded it, it's out of my hands. And she says, which, which one, Ares? And, he's, and he, he says, no, the one true God. And I think this is the first time we hear that phrase. Yes, the so whole, we're going to hear. It's an introduction to the concept of monotheistic religions, which yeah, the one, which Cena becomes God. extremely preoccupied with in some of its more tedious seasons. Yeah, Cena <laughs> <laughs> so, so quite quite reasonably asks, "Well, why why does God want you to kill your own son?" He works in mysterious you know, ways. God, jeez, well, just not, accept not geez. it. Not jeez, not, not yet. It would, but that's, it, that's it would, basically what. That's basically what Mael says. He says he's not accountable to anyone, let alone a non-believer, and sneers beautifully. Oh, it's a beautiful sneer, isn't it? 
Yeah. It's a beautiful sneer. Yeah. See, it really plays a bad anyway, so, well. You've yeah, gone he does. Pause for he does. a really so, long time there. I'll cut that out. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave in the reference to how I've cut out the pause, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Xena rides off having having said uh, done her bit. Um, Antius says he'll pray for guidance, but but no more violence. He, so he's he's kind of he's decent but troubled is is what we're is what we're to think. Yeah, he's a pussy that can't stand up to his own son. Yeah, Mael in, in the meantime is is uh, rousing the rabble. No, that doesn't saying, happen until later. You've missed a scene. No, it happens now. Okay, no, I don't think it. Ha- oh well, it's. I think it doesn't. It cut back to Gabrielle trying to tell a, a story, except she's clearly telling it badly because we can't see it. Oh yeah, there's, there's a bit of cutting to and fro between these, just to show that that Gabrielle is starting to well, no. to act a little bit oddly. No, it's not. You're, oh you've God! Com- no, you've completely. She's not acting oddly at all well, at this point. Put me, right, act- put me right. I will. I will. I'm going to put you right. She's not acting oddly at all at this point. She's acting like classic Gabrielle trying to tell a shitty story badly. But that oh, the narrative right. is telling is that she's good at telling stories. She's trying to tell the story of the Trojan horse. Um, mm. But she's, the, you know, I, I, Icus isn't for listening because he's too worried about the fact that his dad's trying to kill him, as you would be. He's a bit preoccupied with it. Um, <laughs> in fact, he's so preoccupied that he's not even hungry, even though Gabrielle is fucking starving. And this is when he remembers that he's got a little bushel of food with him, including... Yeah. What is apparently Gabrielle's favourite fucking food in the world, nut bread. I don't Woo! know what nut bread is. It's bread with nuts in. Um oh, that explains it. Um it looked like a little basically it looks like a little brown rock what she's got. It looked extremely hard. <laughs> like it didn't a look like bit pleasant. of rye bread or something. Oh uh, yeah, well yeah. Anyway, so um she's not acting weird. She's acting normal. No, she's Because she, she's not she's, eating she's the a, bread yet. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Maelle is is giving a a pep talk to um the the men of the the village, I guess, or, or the the tribe, yeah. whatever it is. Whatever they uh, are. This pep talking includes blatant misogyny and and homophobia. There's lots of yeah. she's she's unnatural. unnatural. She has the strength yeah. of ten men, and I'm doing that bad American accent again, which I'll try you not to do. You are you're doing terrible. This is this is actually an iconic line because. Um, Every trailer, like Sky 2, when I was growing up, had a trailer for Xena that was basically things cut together where they talked about Xena and how badass she was. And this line, a woman with the strength of 10 men, was in that trailer. So it was there, like, Uh, I I remember that line um, much more than any other line because it was repeated so much. Um, But yeah, I mean, you can tell this is the episode where they're making it clear they're lesbians because they've got a bunch of religious people condemning them. Um, for yeah. being unnatural, includes, so for being un- <laughs> it calls her unnatural. Uh, he says she's an abomination, yep. which is a, a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, and, and she travels around with that that scrawny, scrawny kid companion. A scrawny companion. <laughs> oh, you mean the Gabrielle's fem? You mean the not really the that scrawny. I think Gabrielle's no, got a lot of like farmer vigor in these early episodes. <laughs> she's a she's is that a euphemism. Uh, yeah, she's got a bit of puppy fat, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, as she gets uh, as she gets older and does more physical training with the staff and stuff. Yeah. She gets abbed up, gabs abs. Yeah. I know. think I think it's she hasn't really got puppy fat. Well, she's compared to her later, 
She's a little yep. bit chubby cheeked, but but actually yeah. when when she starts shedding layers, she's she's pretty she's pretty slim and lean. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, um, I don't mean she's fat. I just mean that like, compared yeah. to compared to as she is later, you know. Oh yeah, she's definitely. She looks yeah, young. She's you know. <laughs> she does. Yeah. She does. That, that's that's all it is really. Anyway, so this um, this pep talk ends with a. a um, cry of Xena must rhubarb, rhubarb, yeah, yeah. Xena spe- must die. A spectacular <laughs> rhubarbing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and then it ends with a nice close up of his smirking face, and he's so good. You just want to slap him, don't oh, you? I do. I bet in a good way. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so a good Carl, villain. Carl Urban, you smirk beautifully. Let me slap that beautiful smirk off your face. Yes, yes. Oh, marvellous. Um, Meanwhile, Icus's mother is um, she, she's given up on this new god of theirs, and she's gone. Well, can you blame her? New, well, new the god new gods, the new god wants to kill her son. son, and the old gods yeah. have never asked her for anything like that. The the old gods, as far as I can see, all they want is a bit of bread and some uh, berries because that's what she's offering yeah. to the shrine of Hestia, um, goddess yes. of goddess of family, uh, when. When we find her at the at this and shrine, specifically when when Zena finds her, yeah, and Zena finds her, um, and she reveals a lot of little factlets, which apparently yeah. no one in their community has the intelligence to put together. Right here, are the oh, f- can I just before before she goes in before she goes <laughs> into this exposition, Zena says says to her, "How can you believe in a god who wants to kill children?" And she replies, "Well, he never has before." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first time, you know. So at least this, at least this is out of character for the one true god, or it all. Yeah, it's out of character. You know, he said sorry. He won't, He says he won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit dark. So, um, so yeah. hit, hit us with the exposition. Okay, so these are the little factlets that she reveals, right? Um, that this god. Mm. Who speaks only to Antius, only he can hear him. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it's a, a psychotic hallucination, but I'm not not saying that either. Um, <laughs> so, this god. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> this god, right? Um, mm. He told him recently that the older brother, Mael, was not to be made the leader of the community after Antius goes. But Icus is to skip straight to Icus and let him become the leader, yes. right? Yes. Um, she's also said that he's been ill recently and that there is a special food that only Antius has been eating prepared um, specially by the older brother whose place has been supplanted. Um, and suddenly this god that only speaks to the only speaks to Antius has told him that he has to now kill the boy who he had just recently said would be the leader of their people. Um, now, and can you specifically... connect these dots? <laughs> <laughs> she obviously can't. And no, she they're says... all too stupid to see to see what is a completely obvious series of facts. So knowing knowing that um, Isaac is safe in a cave, she uh, his mother gives Zena some more nut bread to take mm. him because he really likes it. Uh, and this is where she says, 
Mel had it made specially for his father. It's one of the little treats he's been bringing Antius lately. Yes. It's like, I you mean, are you don't literally have to be telling us the whole plot. Work it out for yourself, <laughs> woman. You don't have to be Agatha Christie to sort of work this out, do you? Yeah. So Xena goes yeah. galloping back to the cave because she has been sniffing this nut bread, which apparently Gabrielle didn't bother to do before she ate an entire loaf. No, she just scuffed it. She just it. snaffled it, man. <laughs> and when she Like that, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically <laughs> like the cookie monster. Like... <laughs> yeah. You know. Um... <laughs> and when Zena arrives back at the cave, she finds Gabrielle passed out on the sandy floor. And uh, with Icus mm-hmm. nowhere in sight. Uh, then we, you know, it's an ad break. It's an ad break cliffhanger, this. Because, oh my God, yeah. is Gabrielle so, dead? Spoilers, no, she she's not. She kind of looks dead. Turns out she's not dead when we return after these messages. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's not dead. So you're going to lift her, her eyelid. Yeah. And um, we, we get some more top work from Renee O'Connor here. Top-notch kind of wake, comedy. Waking up stoned, Top-notch comedy work from Renee O'Connor in this, for like basically the whole rest of this episode at this point, to be honest. Yeah. Like, she's she's now she's now going full ham. She's so... See, this is a great thing about Renee O'Connor. She commits to she all commits. of this shit. She commits yes. so much um, to all of the ridiculous things that she has to do. Yeah. <laughs> she goes all in. She goes all in. <laughs> So this is this is stoned Gabrielle. Oh, she's so and good. she she kind of she wakes up with a little huh? 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 And then she kind of sits back and says, "My god. You're beautiful." <laughs> yeah, this is this is so good. Yeah, she gets Zena gets her up on her feet and then Gabrielle immediately collapses back to the ground in awe yeah. at how beautiful <laughs> Zena is. Um, and you're oh, like, she's not yeah. wrong. Uh-huh. No, she's not wrong. She's not incorrect, is she? Not incorrect. A lot of mid swings <laughs> here, right? A lot of mid swings in this yeah. stone in stoned Gabrielle work. Um, so she she swings from awe at how beautiful Zena is to uh, absolute like heartbreaking distress Despair. because she's lost Icus. She's I lost. Lost Icus. And then turning on a dime to let's go. You know, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of hugging uh, at this point as well. Zena's trying to like <laughs> calm her down. <laughs> this is such a good scene. I love it. Um, <laughs> but um, the best part, right, is when she starts to hallucinate that all the stalagmites yes. are members of a choir that she's trying to teach a song to. <laughs> um, uh, and she's like, yeah, and, and Zena's like, yeah. How about you stay here and don't let anyone leave the cave <laughs> while I go and sort out the problems, you know? And she's like, yeah. And Gabrielle takes her to one side and said, yeah, you're right. To And this is just, this is, this is just slander as well, this part. She says, the altos are a little flat. Shocking. Yeah, but between between you and me, the altos are a little flat. But to be now, fair... in my experience, al- the altos are never altos flat. Altos usually are flat. Excuse ah. me, in my experience, altos are never flat. Because I am an alto, so... Well, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I probably am I'm probably am really a mezzo-soprano, but I sing in the alto section oh, because yeah, it's actually, more interesting. Actually. It's more interesting, you know, to have the... to have the Not to have the melody. The range. Um, yeah, I've got the, ra- I've got the range. I can do anything. 
What a she's, range I've got. She's like Renee O'Connor. Mm. <laughs> One yeah, has the I've range. The, she has the range, darling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, in my experience, it's actually sopranos that are the problem in a choir. Um, how mm. many how many sopranos does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> is it one they just hold the bulb and the the room revolves around them yes that's right I told you this joke before huh? grasp well, the bulb and it, wait for the world to revolve around them um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey how many librarians does it take to change a light bulb oh go on tell me see under illumination <laughs> Sensible chuckle. Sensible chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out that Isaac actually hasn't been kidnapped. He's gone for help because Gabrielle started acting weird. Yeah, because Uh, his caregiver started acting drugged and then passed out. (laughs) So he's run to get his mummy, who is going to save her, but he immediately gets captured by the guys that are looking to capture him who live all in this area. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't see. <laughs> well, he's only a kid. He did he did what he thought was the best thing. Oh, what I a blame the mother. Man. I blame the mother who says, Let me just get my medicines. Oh, I need a specific herb that's out in the out in the garden. You go and get it unattended. Didn't you get it on the way out? You're gonna pass it. Uh, Stupid cow. I know. Honestly. I know. <laughs> so obviously, obviously he gets caught. Now Zena's galloping, gallopy, 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 um, through the eternal woods and forests. Uh, there's a roadblock, and these so there's half a dozen guys have set up this roadblock, pointy sticks. Um, <laughs> so there's no way she can get over it. Even Argo isn't going to be able to, vo- to jump over this. So she sets Argo into a you know proper proper gallop, does a sharp break, and lets herself go over the handlebars basically. Yeah. So she she goes over this. Um, Argo stops. Kind of before... like a portcullis. Yeah. It's like a, it's Ar- like Argo... a, an upturned portcullis. Argo screeches to a halt before arriving at the at the thing. Yeah. You know, two two faults for a refusal there, obviously. Um, yeah, but, it, but <laughs> she uses you know, the momentum to balance, flip over, okay. and the other guy, yeah. and then they're like, and they're on the opposite side of this now, and they're like, "Well, what do we do?" And she just sort of laughs at them. <laughs> <laughs> and jogs off. Jogs off. Jog on. Jog on. Jog on. Jog on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it's only over the road part. Can they just go I around know, why it? Why don't they just go round it and chase it? around it. Fucking idiots. <laughs> it's probably between two coverage trees. Coverage trees. I don't even know what a coverage tree is. It's impossible What's a coverage to tree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. The story that I told you before we started recording about my mum and the, the pens. Yes. yes. Tell us, are you going to tell us the story? I'll tell the story again, right? Uh, so this is back in the day when people used to uh, burn things onto burn data onto CDs and DVDs. Obviously mm. we don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't even have a CD drive in my laptop. That's how... No, this, this was ten winters this ago. <laughs> ten winters <laughs> at least. Um, and so uh, a CD had been dutifully burned and my mum wanted to write on it what uh, was on the CD. Uh, so she went to Sainsbury's and came back with a packet of pens, which are basically Sharpies, which were labelled um, CD slash DVD writer pens. Now, I'm quite au fait with the English language, and therefore <laughs> I can tell, I can tell you exclusively, <laughs> listeners, 
that these were pens which wrote on CDs or DVDs. Right? <laughs> so she comes up to me and holds these up and sort of questioningly asks, oh, did I get the right thing? And I'm like, oh, are you asking me if this packet of implements labelled CD slash DVD writer pens <coughs> will is a pen that will write on a CD slash DVD? And then she got all pissed off at me. And she was like, oh, you're so intolerant. One day you'll be old and won't understand new technology. Um, to which I replied, what, what new technology? The English language, writing. <laughs> you, you, I'm asking you to read what's on the packet. You've got a degree in English. I'm not going to pander to you. And then she went away all pissed off. When you when you told me the story before and you, you talked about um, CD, DVD, writer pens... <laughs> I genuinely thought you were, you were going to say, and then she went home and, and, and wrote on the CD the data that she wanted to put on the CD. <laughs> but it, I, I underestimated your mother. No. I thought, yeah. she, I thought she was going to say, how does it get the writing onto the CD? How does it come out on the computer? <laughs> but I, I underestimated her. <laughs> She's not that stupid. I don't think she wrote, I don't think she burned the CD herself. Let's no. be fair here. I'm pretty sure I would have done it. <laughs> Shall we return to the episode? Yeah, where were we? What were we talking about? Um, well, we've we've just left the 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 henchman going. Oh, I don't know how to walk around this roadblock to to follow. <laughs> the coverage trees yeah. are causing too much cover. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, en- if anything, there's too much coverage. <laughs> <laughs> so our, ne- our next scene is the the zealots um, herding the boy through a narrow mountain pass. Um, Zena crouching on the the rocks above. And she, she chucks a rock across the pass to distract them, so they turn around the wrong way. Marlon runs off to see what's what's going on. You you go on ahead and see what's happening. And um, while they're dist- while they're distracted, Zena uses her whip to lasso um, Isaac and and pulls him up out of harm's way. So she's basically they they're just passing this boy from from one team to the other. He's he's yeah. like a. A rugby ball that just keeps getting passed forward and occasionally uh, you can't pass you know. a rugby ball forward. That's a that's yes, a foul. You can. No, you no, can, you can't. You can probably pass it back. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he's getting he's getting he's getting passed from pillar to post. Let's say. Yes, let's say that. Yeah. Let's 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 edit out the bit where I. Completely nope. misunderstand rugby. Nope, not anything. <laughs> nope, we die like men. Fuck okay, it. we die like men. Uh, speaking of dying like men or dying like boys, um, we we cut to Antius who's praying at the altar, and he's he's basically doing a whole take this cup from me. It's like, oh, God, you're you're asking too much of me. I'm I'm an old man, and I I love my boy, and I I'd, I'd actually really rather not kill him if that's all the same with you. Um, and he's yeah. got his stupid zigzag dagger. Why they have these ineffective daggers that look cool, but try stabbing someone. Go on, you try it. You try stabbing someone. Give it a go. Okay. Let well, me know how you get on. Can you come up? When can you come up? <laughs> when are you available? <laughs> when can you make the journey? Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, we're due to ease our lockdown from tomorrow, so... Yeah. By all means, I'll get the dagger if you can provide the body. Um, I, I didn't mean stab me with a stupid dagger, says woman who voted for stabbing with a stupid dagger party. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but it looks very nasty, this, this swirly daggers, you know. But, I mean, yeah, they look nasty, but I don't think they'd be particularly effective. I no, think it would be that, quite difficult to stab people with them. Yeah, um, yeah that's just... Anyway, so, so Antius is... No, Antius, uh, Antius is saying to God, I, I really don't want to do this, actually. And God but then we with hear a big the voice clap of, of thunder and the voice yeah, of God. Thunderbolts and lightning. Suspiciously like fucking Carl Urban, I must say. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and this, this voice thunders out, kill him by the next sun, or I will turn my face from you and your people. Forever! <laughs> Sound effects. <clears throat> it does sound suspiciously like Carl Urban, doesn't he? Who was missing from it the group does. of guys who were taking Isaac somewhere. So he was. Funny that, That's isn't weird, it? isn't it? It's funny that, that is weird. It's odd. Odd indeed. Um, inex- inexplicably, Zena then shows up at the altar with Isaac. So why she takes him to the altar to his father, who wants to kill him, is beyond me El at this point. Um. Also, slightly beyond me, is, is why she gives Antius a neck massage at this point. I thought she was going to put the pinch on him, but actually she's... <laughs> no, she's helping she's him out to... because he's not well. No, she's trying to counter-effect the, 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 um, the nut bread. Yeah, it's, hen, it's henbane that's in this nut bread. Doesn't that kill you? Mm. Isn't that what Socrates took or whatever? No, it's hemlock. Oh, right. What's henbane then? It's what's in the nut bread. Okay. Is it real? Is it a real thing? Oh, probably. I, I'm. I don't know. Sometimes they they use names of herbs and things that don't do what mm. the show has okay. them do. Um, um, no, it's real. A poisonous Eurasian plant of the nightshade family with sticky, hairy leaves and an unpleasant smell. Does it does it claim to have any hallucinogenic <clears throat> properties? Because that that's it's being used here as a hallucinogen, isn't it? Well, I think that it's probably it, it, he's doing that slow poisoning isn't he you know where he gradually builds up the effects gradually build up over time so it probably started off as a hallucinogen and it is slowly killing him Uh, it's like yes it is psychoactive yeah says on wikipedia there you go cool um and it will be toxic in large quantities so you can take a little bit of it and you'll have take a little bit of it and you'll start hallucinating um rocks as choir members and you do a lot of it and you'll start getting very ill and possibly die, which is what he's trying to do, which is what's... yeah. So, yes, yeah. well-researched. Yeah. Well-researched poisoning. Yes, Wikipedia well didn't well exist done, then, so they had to have looked it up in an <laughs> old-fashioned way. Um, so, um, Antius, on their way, you know, he has an attack of the whole, ah, no, I'm very ill, and they go to take him back to his home. Um, yeah. Oh, there's, uh, there's quite a good debate here. They actually have quite a good com- conversation about the nature of faith. Yes. And um, is faith faith if you only if you're only in it for the good stuff? So he's, you know, it's, when it's personally inconvenient and tough for you, that's when faith really kicks in. Yeah. Um, personally, as I a think lapsed Catholic, killing your son is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking as a lapsed Catholic, who even when she was in the religion, picked and chose what she wanted to believe in. Fuck you, Antius. Um, <laughs> ah, I was you're, a pick- you're the pick and mix kind of Catholic. Um, uh, yes, a pick and mix Catholic. Absolutely, that's one hundred percent. I'm quite interested in Quakerism, and I think I could really go for Quakerism, mm. except that it seems like a lot of effort. Um, 
in everything I've read and, and watched about Quakerism, it really appeals to me spiritually, but you sort of mm. actually have to practice what you preach with that religion. And I just feel yeah. that's too much. I mean, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I was brought up a Catholic. And in my experience, religion is, you know, for a Sunday. That's when, that's when you do religion. <laughs> you go to your church on a Sunday and you do your little thing. You take your little bread, which you're expected to believe is actually literally a piece of human flesh. Uh, delicious. Um, and then you fuck off home again um, and live your life how you always were going to. So Quakerism seems like too much work, to be honest. Anyway. I, the, thing, the thing I like about Quakerism is my understanding of it is you don't say anything unless you've got something to say. So you don't get mm. these lengthy services with people burbling on. Yeah, Quaker meetings are a lot of quietly silence. In room. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Mm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoy yeah. the concept that people should shut the fuck up as a default. Obviously, yeah. people other than me. <laughs> yeah, <it> says... <laughs> Says, says woman, says woman with episode podcast. nineteen of podcast about a thirty year old show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got uh, something to say. Anyway, I'm true. pretty sure this is one of the episodes that I used to like try to use to convince my mum that um I should be allowed to watch Zena because it was like educational, oh, it was religious, and education. religious, religious education. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, all the Greek myth ones, I was like, look, it's educational. And this one, it's like, look, it's religious. You know, this one and the Goliath <laughs> one and various other ones. Et cetera, you know. et cetera. Um, because, uh, well, I think I was trying to convince her of this, that I should be allowed to watch it while I was banned from TV for a month for, <laughs> um, uh, for I can't remember. No, I, I don't think it was for skipping school. I think that was the previous year. Um, yeah. I think that I was banned from TV for a month for stealing alcohol from my parents and taking it to give to the bad kids so that they would be my friends. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't even drink. I don't drink, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't have drunk the fucking concoction that I had. Because, like, I was too smart just you to have steal like a, a shot a... from every bottle. Yeah, I was too smart to take a bottle. That would be noticed. So what I actually yeah. did was take a little bit from every bottle. So the kind of alcohol that was in my parents' house was single malt whiskey, sherry, oh, Bailey's God. Irish cream, peach snaps, <laughs> um, extremely high proof rum, which I think was really intended for cooking. This is basically a zombie, isn't it? Um, I think there was there was some like blackberry brandy or something. You know, mm. that it. It does sound disgusting, you know. And then I think I topped it up with a can of duty free Stella Artois. Jesus wept. Um, and so all this in a two liter bottle. That would curdle beautifully. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, oh, all of this in a two liter Coke bottle, which my, God s- my these sweet. stupid moronic kids drank at the back of an art lesson. <laughs> um. <laughs> And like, funnily enough, the art teacher, incompetent as she was, and she was incompetent, um, <sighs> did actually spot this. <coughs> so got caught, and they threw me under the bus. Obviously, bastards. I can't believe they drank it. That just sounds like the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Oh well, it was alcoholic. That's all you needed. That's all they needed. These fourteen-year-olds, man. Anyway, so it was I banned guess. from TV for a month, but uh, and I really wanted mm. to watch Xena, so I was trying to convince her that it was religious, <laughs> uh, but she didn't. She, Had- my mum, despite the fact that she's a bit hesitant about like 
things to do with technology is not fucking yeah. daft, unfortunately. She's not fucking daft. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on, yeah, let's move on. Um well that that's what Xena does. She she persuades Antius to to, to go home with mm-hmm. Icus. So we've we've managed to um kind of delay the 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 moment of the moment of death. Um, yeah. So she takes him home and says, "Look, keep him off the nut bread. He's being drugged." Yeah, uh, um, I forgot. Actually, going... through throughout this whole sequence, we've had occasional cuts back to Gabriel in absolutely yes. hilarious scenes where <laughs> um, she is uh, trying to conduct the choir yeah. of stalagmites and the ba- and the the there's actually choir choral music in the yes. yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, like, uh, but she decides get, stay away from the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, tenor, stay away from the Sopranos. Yes, do that. Um, <laughs> uh, but she decides at some point that she needs to go. She thinks Zena's in trouble and she needs to go find her, or something. Yeah. And then she's like, "No, you stay behind." And then they do this cute little thing on the soundtrack where someone goes, "Oh," <laughs> you know, like one of the rocks is like disappointed to be left behind. <laughs> um. So Gabrielle then turns up um, at, at this house. house of the house of plenty at Antius's house, um, and and Zena says, "I thought I told you to stay put." She says, "Oh yeah, a rock, a rock told me that that you needed me," <laughs> and she said, "This is this is a brilliant throwaway line." <laughs> Zena says, "The rock spoke to you," and Gabrielle says, "Yeah, his his voice was a little gravelly, but." <laughs> It's like a little gravelly, line. but I understood. <laughs> what a line! Uh, amazing, an amazing line. That's <laughs> yeah, a great line. <laughs> so, just at that moment, the mob starts approaching the house. Oh. Um, they they're you know ra- um, rallied on by by mail. They're they're going to get Isaac. Isaac goes out the out the back, and Cena follows him and says. What's wrong? I can't help you if you don't tell me. And I think, uh, hello, what's wrong? Everyone's trying to kill me. But no, that's not what's wrong, actually. No, it's not. Because he's actually this is where this is this is what I wanted to return to earlier when you said Icus is a good kid. Is he fucked? Uh, Icus is he's done this to get Xena out of the house because he now wants to be captured. He's like well, it's no, he's, God's he's will that I should die. No, no, no. Fuck he's that. a kid. Come on, he's a kid. Fuck this kid, man. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's God's will that I should die and you're stopping me. So Zena suddenly realises that she's been tricked and goes back in and discovers Carl Urban with his knife at Gabrielle's throat. You know? Um, uh, and it's just, you know, I, I, Isaac, little shit. You little shit. That's what I've got to say to you uh. there. I don't know. I, I don't think oh, so. Blah, blah, I, don't blah, blah, th- I disagree. It's all like shades of grey. It's all... Blah, blah, blah. He's a little shit. The end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so Zena goes in and uh, says, you know, let let Gabrielle go. Let and, my um, people go. Let my people go, go. <laughs> and uh, Carl, Carl Urban does a, a passable impression here of Margaret Thatcher and says, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or rather, I, I don't bargain with savages. 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 Sorry. Savages. Barely even human. Sorry. That's from, <laughs> that's from Pocahontas. 
Oh yeah. That's, but she gets uh, a crack a historical document. Yeah. She gets a cracking comeback in when she call, when he calls her a savage. Do you not remember? It? It? Oh she says so Uh Doesn't she say no you? Yeah, basically she says no you. Um she says savages. <laughs> and, and what are you drugging your father and trying to kill your this... brother? Um and he yeah. realizes he's been rumbled and he's like but he he's got the upper hand still. You know, but it's, yeah. it's good good eye acting from Carl Urban. That yes, bit, you know? he he wields an eyebrow well. Oh yes, um, and so it turns out that you know, someone says someone says don't hurt her. Or oh, the Icus, isn't it? Don't hurt her. He comes rushing back in because even now he's got her captured. He's having regrets. You know? mm. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, no one needs to be hurt if they do what we say. And their definition of not being hurt is the two of them being thrown down a well. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this is one of those things that I I I should have gone back to time to see how deep the well was because it was for quite a long time. Yeah, and it's like the scene the in um, uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland where yeah. she's just kind of going down. She gets down, to read a few down, chapters down, of a book down. before she gets to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, so Zena grabs the the rope, the well, the rope that holds the bucket, um, and only once she's grabbed the rope. Do we hear from up above? Now throw the other one down. Yeah. <laughs> and down she goes. So, and obviously, Zena catches her by the catches Gabrielle by the wrist as she falls. Again, not dislocating either of their shoulders. No, no dislocations. Yeah. yeah. She's the so one with the strength of ten men, don't you know? Oh, that's true. Maybe ten of your. It's unnatural. Men. It's an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so now we get Zena another extremely gay scene. Yes. <laughs> so we we hear Zena saying, "Go ahead, climb up my body." Yeah. <laughs> and like, then we get a nice mind shot of I do a nice shot of Gabrielle grabbing her upper thigh. Yeah, she she yeah. climbs Zena like a tree. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you know clings onto her like a limpet. Yeah. Which moods you know moods. <laughs> Yeah, you would. You would. you would. Given the opportunity, Any you excuse. would. excuse. I think she's got her head in her cleavage at some point. She's practically motorboat in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Zena doesn't um, make the, do the eye roll like she did last week or whenever it was. That, uh... No, the relationship has changed since then. <laughs> yeah. Presumably. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we, we have a brief shot of Isaac... Um, reaching out to his father saying, come father, God's waiting. <laughs> what a knob. What an actually. Come father, God's waiting. He's so wet. Yeah. God's waiting. He's, he's trying to do the right thing. Poor the lad. right thing, yeah. Whatever. Fucking so Zena's climbing up the rope, um, carrying Gabrielle's weight. Um, <laughs> and Gabrielle's ac- like, axle- did I hurt you? And Zena says, "No, I'm loving every minute of it." Um, and it was just such <laughs> a fan, such a fanfic line, you know, because like in almost every fanfic that I ever read, uh, someone uh, usually Zena would be taking Gabrielle's virginity in these episode in these fanfics, oh, and um, Gabrielle would react like she would cry after sex, and Zena would go, "Did I hurt you?" You know, uh, it's the same line, it's the same <laughs> it's- thing. Uh, and then Gabrielle would go, no, it's just so wonderful, you know. 
Um, so <laughs> I just never <laughs> I just knew it could that be. I never horror. knew it could be like this, you know, like that. Oh, horrid! It is. It was all horrid. Yeah, it was almost for the first couple of seasons. Almost all the fanfic was a hurt comfort and b yeah. first time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was very niche, and quite often, <laughs> even though. As we'll see at the beginning of season two, Gabrielle doesn't stay a virgin forever. Uh, yeah. Quite often they just retconned that out and pretended like mm. he was too drunk to perform on the night or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'd, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we're jumping, we're jumping ahead. ahead a little um, bit. Yeah, so Zena's climbing up the up the rope in the well. The axle of the, the well kind of snaps, so there's a bit of jeopardy. Well, it's an axle, isn't it? What would you is call it? it? A beam. Bit of wood. <laughs> Bit of wood that the rope wraps around and you turn it to pull yeah, the bucket up. I'd that call that an axle. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, so the axle's snapping, so there's a bit of jeopardy, and we're cutting to and from this scene and... Um, Them climbing the hill. Yeah, so and Antius is, is climbing the hill... Um, and he's still praying, and he's saying, "I I can't do it. I'm old. It's too much to ask of me, God." Um, Isaac is still quite up for it, though. Yeah, he he's is. Saying, come on, he's like, "Come on, Father. Come on, Father. Oh, it's time to murder me. We're off to see the altar." Yes. You know. Um, but every time, every time, uh, Antius looks like he's going to stop, we get a big crash from God. Smash, but, crash, crash you know, of thunder. Yeah, the episode does cut to Mael creating this thunder noise you know it's given up on the idea that it might actually be god because we know now yeah we all know now that it's mile up or you know somewhere high and he's smacking Bash, on a big piece it. of sheet metal uh yeah. with some chains attached to it and that's creating and presumably he's in a place where echoes are cre- he's, there's a big chasm underneath yeah. as well lots of echoing yeah. it creates a thing and he's also got a big loudspeaker um <laughs> you know a bullhorn <laughs> Where he can do his thing. voice of God. A loud talking thing. That's what Gabrielle calls it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got his loud talking thing, which he uses to produce his voice of God. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, as, you know, as this is happening, Zena and Gabrielle get out of the well. But the thing does snap, and you're like, oh no, it's snapped, just as they were about to reach Oh top, no, but... they have plummeted to their death. But no, because but... Zena just grabbed onto a rock instead. <laughs> Or something. Climbed or up something. that way. Yeah, so there's some there's some 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 false jeopardy. Yeah, and then um, she she starts to climb up, then she reaches down to get Gabrielle, uh, who she <laughs> and talk about this is like, over her again. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about physical comedy commitment here. Who it's yeah. uh, O'Connor climbs instead of climbing up daintily, clambers over Zena's skull. <laughs> And then throws herself bodily onto the floor in front of the thing, you know. <laughs> anyway, the drugs have worn off by this point, so she's back to just being regular Gabrielle. She's not psycho Gabrielle anymore. No, she's she's regular Gabrielle with a hangover, basically yeah, now. Yeah. With a, a severe drug hangover, absolutely. Um Back back up the mountain, Antius is is praying. Um Isaac's laying the table. Yeah. Um sort of sort, sorting out the altar. Make and sure then you he put the cutlery in the right fetch. place. Knives on the left. Yeah. Was it knives on the left? Well, or the right? knife, knife in the middle on this yeah. instant. The knives go on the left or the right? Right. <laughs> oh. Fork in the left hand. 
Oh, I use my fork in my right, right hand. Right hand. I don't believe in this nonsense. Interesting. Interesting. I think uh, my mum's theory is that I was copying my dad because he's left-handed. Ah, okay. So I used to just copy him. Okay. Um, but I well, don't, luckily, I don't Isaac, Isaac doesn't have to worry about this. Isaac Icus doesn't have to worry about this because there's just a knife. There's just this <laughs> this one knife. There's no fork. <laughs> he's not going to be held dagger. down in place while he saws at him. <laughs> saws. That's horrible. Hacks away um, at like an overdone steak. <laughs> he hands hands the dagger to his father. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> the, the dagger to his father hops up on the altar and arranges himself, sort of lies yeah. down. So he's he's, he's a good. Lad. Make, he's he's got to make lad. a pretty corpse. That's what he's after. <laughs> you notice, by the way, this kid has got a gap between his two front teeth. No, I haven't noticed that. Oh, it bothers me. Is it me significant? Why? Why does it bother you? because uh, I when I was a kid, I had a gap between my front teeth. Um, huh. And I used to get a lot of fucking stick about it, so it just bothers me a lot. So, so you're paying paying that forward, paying it forward to this kid. No, the stick that I got wasn't from other kids though. It was um, oh, I'll tell you what it was. It really pissed me off. It made me so I I couldn't even express how it made me feel like violated. I guess because it was adults who would say things like, "Oh, you got that from kissing the boys." Oh God! Um, and it just. I, I, that's horrible. Ugh. I hate that stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, do you know I what that is? That. that is straight people projecting their sexuality onto children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they do it all the time. They accuse us of doing it, but they do it, they do it they all do. the time. It, they do. Constant. And it just made me feel so gross. Um, and I used to get so mad and they would laugh at me for being mad about it. But it was just so vile and horrible. Because it just, it was mm. just so... Like invalidating to even as a child, which uh, you know, that I knew was something very central to me that I would never be kissing a boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I just oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, that's I, my trauma. I hate that shit. We had a bit of trauma now. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Off off mic. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do some counselling. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll do some some sort of therapy. All right. Cheers. Cheers, pal. Okay. To be honest, um, if I was looking so, for therapy, I don't think I would go to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why. Um, so Isaac, Isaac the pretty corpse says, "I love you, father." Um, and then, Vile. Oh my god, he takes such a long time to. He he. Uh, Antius drapes a like a nice silk table runner over. <laughs> no, I, this Isaac's is like eyes. it's like the thing that priests wear around their neck. Um, is it a cope. A, st- a stole is it a stole. Um, I'll Google it. Thing. It's, it's, it's like a. It's a scarf. It's a fancy scarf. <laughs> yeah, that thing that priests wear around their neck. Not a clerical collar. Not that. I think it's a. It's either a, a coat or a stole. It's a stole. Yeah. yeah a stole. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Looks like that. But meanwhile, we've got Carl Urban up on the up on the ridge, uh, yeah. basically explaining his reasoning behind this, right? Oh, this is a really good moment, I it think. It is, actually, yeah. And it's acted very well as well. Uh, basically yeah. saying, um, you're supposed to love me more, but you love him more, um, so you have to kill him. So this is supposedly you know, the voice of God. You you, yeah, you love your son more than you love your God, but it's... It's actually the voice of a jealous child. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. You love him more than you love me. It's not fair. Yeah, pretty much. 
pretty yeah. much. But yeah, it's, it, is, it is very well acted, you're right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good, good moment. But Xena and Gabriel have made it up there just before he shouts, kill him, and said, tell him to let him go. And instead he shouts, kill him, and throws kill, his life talking Kill him. Away. It's like that um, Armstrong and Miller thing. Kill him. Kill him. And then it echoes through the valley. It's really good. Yeah. I was going to talk about... Chucks the... Oh, I was what? I was briefly going to say something, um, which I think is th- I think for briefly, the first I doubt time. It. Uh, <laughs> I think for the first time ever, Xena, uh, whoever directed this episode, has attempted to do something uh, vaguely interesting with the cinematography. Um, the yeah. the the bit where he's the bit where Isaac's setting up the altar and Antaeus is mm. praying in the foreground, and we've just got yeah. a teeny tiny hint, teeny tiny hint of a Dutch angle. Um, yeah. on the camera to show us that it's uh to show us that he's in internal conflict, and that was yes. really good. That was really good. Like, I think I don't think they've actually experimented with anything particularly interesting yeah. with the camera work up to this point. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's all I was going to say. That was brief. Good observation. Say. That was fucking brief. good observation. <laughs> now you're going to spend five minutes praising yourself. I am. I'm the best. I'm the best <laughs> motherfucker. Um, so Zena has to try to get to. Carl Urban over another one of over a patented, um, extremely unusable bridge. Um, yes. over a it's massive a ravine bridge. with a big fucking, um, a big fucking torrent of, torrent of river underneath it, right? Yeah. Um, so she's trying to get over this. It's, it's basically, it's one piece of rope at the bottom and two pieces of rope at the top as handrails. Like, why yes. you would bother making such an, I'm, I'm, Maybe Carl Urban put it up. Maybe it was his makeshift thing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's his makeshift. Maybe that's what we're meant to think, and it's not actually, it's not actually like a, an official thing that someone's it's, made. Because like, why would you bother it, making that? You need to make like something one of, that's useful. It's like one of the, it's like one of the bridges you get when you if you go to Go Ape or you know one of those treetop adventure things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where you, where you're safely clipped in, but it feels it feels really wobbly. Wobbly bridge. <laughs> Wobbly, um, wobbly bridge. So she's halfway along, and Carl Urban's like, "You realise what I'm going to do here, right? Is just slowly chop off the bits of rope that you're that you're Obviously. on." But well, he does we it know in that a the really moment smug, we see the bridge. Yeah, he does it in a really smug <laughs> and fun way, which is he does one <laughs> one handhold, and then he monologues at her, and then the second handhold <laughs> and monologues at her. Um, uh, and there's a, you know, for a non-believer barbarian, you're really quite bright. <laughs> but he he reckons he reckons without Zena's um, circus training because she's he she's reckons a, she's without Zena's ability to create force on an yes. object that it is completely impossible to create any sort of lift on. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he he think. <laughs> The moment before he cuts it, she's going to um, rebound off it. But she actually does it after he cuts it. Yes. So that's insane. Nice editing. Like, that's not how. That's not how physics works. <laughs> so she so, leaps since over. Since when has this show she, respected he's, physics? He's doing a bit of the old "Give it up, Anakin. I have the high ground." Right, and um, she somersaults oh, over him. He, yeah. <laughs> But as he as he slashes the 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 final rope, the the rope that she's standing on, we've got that good all purpose line. May God have mercy on you, for I never will. Yeah, that's good. Lol. But as she but flips it, it over back, him, it he, backfires yeah. on him. 
As she flips over him, he loses his balance and he goes to fall into the ravine himself, but he's grabbed onto a bit of rope. Zena wants him to be rescued. Zena's trying to do that thing where she rescues the bad guy. Yeah. But um And and he and he's he's lost the plot by now. Oh no. You go. No, you go. I was shrugging. I okay. realised that I realised the audience can't see me shrugging. I was shrugging in, in no. going along with you, you know. Ah, uh, I thought she was shrugging to say, I'm telling this story. No, no, you tell the story. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah. So Mel is left hanging. Terrible in the American accents. No, I won't. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will actually. <laughs> Mel is left hanging. Zena sort of reaches her hand, and he just says, "Let God's will be done," and lets go of the rope and falls and maniacally down laughs into the as ravine. He falls to his death. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> if, there is, if this God of yours exists, mate, he's going to be pissed off with you. Yeah, God, I don't know why God's you're so keen for, to go and see him. God's will is for you to bounce off those rocks and be swept away and never seen again. Absolutely. So, except our, when you'll reappear final... next season as a different character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in our, in our final big moment, um, Abraham, uh, not Abraham, what's his name? Antius is about to do the deed. He takes an unconsciously long time hovering. This poor kid. He knows he's about to die, but he can't see what's going on. And Antius is going, shall I, shall I not? Shall I, It's like shall when I you not? get your vaccine, you don't actually want to look at it going in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's about <laughs> to bring the point, the, the swirly dagger down. Xena yeets the chakram at him. Yeet. But very unusually, it misses. It keeps rebounding off the um, the, the the props that they've they've copied from Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark again. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Antius hears the voice of God saying, "Your your faith has been proved. You are willing to kill your son, but lol, don't actually do it." Duh. Yeah. The Abraham so we, story. Just yeah. by prove it. Just you know, it just wanted. To, it was just a test. Lol. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. J.K. Lol. J.K. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> so hooray! Antius has proved his faith. Isaac gets to live. Male is dead. Thank God, uh, everyone's, everyone's so happy. happy. Yeah, I mean, presumably they'll be a bit sad about Mael, maybe? Maybe. Don't know. Maybe. Don't know. And he, as as, Gab- as Gabrielle and Zena, as Zena and Gabrielle ride off uh, onto their next adventure, Zena says, so you, you you pulled it together at the last minute. Good, good impression. Good God voice. Yeah. And Gabrielle's like, what? Oh, you, you heard the voice too? I, I I thought that was just like a remnant of nut bread, of, of one last hallucination, <laughs> and we're we're left to conclude that it was indeed the voice of the one true God, yeah, saving the boy. Dun, dun, dun. Ah. What I liked about this then, wee bit before that part started was that Zena was oh yeah. being so cute and like, see, she was being really cute and like teasing her and stuff and like doing that. Hey, how's your head? Yeah, and, like, how's rubbing, that head? Doing a little knuckle <laughs> on the head thing, you know. It's like yeah. You know, um, they're a lot more yeah, physically cute. affectionate towards the end of the season, obviously. Yeah. You know, so that that progression has been nice. So, but yeah, yeah and you're um, absolutely right about this episode being a turning point in I how that so. relationship is portrayed. I think teased. so, and it it only sort yeah. of continues. I think it sort of continues to for the for the rest of the season actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, and obviously, oh, and then obviously, you know, season two was absolutely rife with it. <laughs> season two was lousy with it. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, good it's episode. Lousy, it's lousy with the abomination. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, good episode. I think good episode. Uh, good episode with good guest actors. I thought Antius was good as well. I know we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about Carl Urban, but um, yeah. I thought Antius was was pretty good. Yeah, and you like the hair. Um, the hair was good. Best <laughs> best um, hair in a supporting role. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what are you going to give it? I think What's I'm going to go. Oh, eight or nine, eight or nine, eight or nine, eight or nine. I'm going to go nine because of um, Carl Urban's magnificent sneer. <laughs> but you see, I don't really think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with this episode at all you know it's like it's one of those episodes mm. where like what would you change what would you change and um nothing much but i'm gonna give it a nine also because i'm docking i'm docking a point of perfection for Icus being an insufferably wet little prig um, <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you docking in points because he's got a gap between his teeth and he's clearly been kissing the girls ah vomit disgusting no, I, yeah. I, it's that, yeah. It, he, he's like a little boarding school boy who's been wet in the bed all this time and then suddenly... Mm. <laughs> I kiss the bedwetter. Yes, he he's a bedwetter. I guarantee that kid's a bedwetter. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably will be now forevermore because this is extremely traumatic what he's been through. He's going to have really to process is. this. There has to be some processing. <laughs> He'll need to go to a therapist for a few years to process that time that his dad was nearly tricked into killing him by his brother who wanted him dead. You know, (laughs) that's that's quite a lot, actually, isn't it? It It's quite a lot. It's like there's no, we don't have time to unpack all that. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of thing that that Zena and Gabrielle sort out and then just leave them to deal with the trauma. Yeah, it's like they're they're the Mad Max of ancient Greece. They come across yeah. other right. people's Everything's stories better now. and fix them and then fuck it's off not. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Isaac was saved, but I'm sure he's going to have some deep psychological trauma. He was fucked up yeah. for life, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at least he's got his faith. Yeah, good Whoa. Good episode. And the good news is we've got so much more Carl Urban to look forward to. Yep, quite a bit more Carl Urban. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So that's that's our episode. That's episode 19, Altered States. We'll be back again next week and we're going to talk about the ties that bind. Yep. And not we'll, the, bind, we'll not the binds then. that tie. No. I, I, think, oh, well, well. I think that was the name of a sort of kinky fanfic that I have read. Oh, God. I think <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, obviously. Well, we, we're going to need a... We're gonna need a, a fanfic special at some point, aren't we? We're gonna we're yeah, gonna have probably. to have a, a, a talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh. we could do that. Maybe we could do that in between, between seasons, seasons one and two. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll special we'll do that. episode. <laughs> yeah. Special bonus. But episode. for now, for now, this is yeah. Flim Flam and Wonko signing off. Um, we'll see you next week uh, for the ties that bind. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye!